Come on. Well, I'm Lipo. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful David Wood. David, are you ready to do this? I think so. Depends what you're going to throw at me. Yeah, we we will see. I'm, yeah. I have all the confidence in the world. <laughs> David is a high performance coach, afterlife as a consulting actuary for Fortune 100 companies. David built the world's largest coaching business, becoming number one on Google for life coaching. He's coaching rock star business owners to double their revenue, double their time off, become even more extraordinary. He's the author of Mouse in the Room because the elephant isn't alone. David, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work and why you do what you do. Wow. Well, those are those are some big questions. Personal life, I live in Hollywood. I moved here recently because for 10 years, I harbored this secret dream to be an actor. And uh, I didn't tell anyone about it. And then I made the mistake of telling someone about it. And she said, do you want to come to this audition with me? I'm going to audition for Dracula, uh, a play. And I said, okay. So I went along and they cast me in the lead. And uh, and I did a couple of commercials, a few short films, then decided to relocate to Hollywood. So that's the big, exciting thing in my life right now. I get to launch a book, Mouse in the Room. I get to coach amazing business owners to not just improve their business, because that's that's fun. But if that's all they want, I say you should go to someone else, because I want your life to be great. I want you to be loving your life, and let's deal with the person as well. So there's a bit of a sense of who I am and what I'm up to in the world. I love it. Is it odd that you spent so much time as a consulting actuary and now you're 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 going to be a famous Hollywood star? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's un it's unusual. I know people have more careers now than they used to, but I just went to see my friends back in Boulder, Colorado, and they said more than one person has said, I really look forward to seeing what the next iteration is going to be. So all I knew out of school was that I was really good at math and they were offering scholarships for actuaries. So I got paid to go to college. That seemed like a good thing to do. And uh, I got to be a consultant, which seemed fun because I got to be with different companies. I thought it'd be a bit dry being in the one company all the time. I got to go and consult to Sony Music and Ford and Exxon. But I like to think I was one of the few actuaries who had a personality. And it, it was a bit of a small box for me. And when I discovered personal growth, I'm like, wait a minute, there's more to life than this. So I sweat blood and tears. To, and I came top of my school, but I still, it was it was grueling to qualify. And then a year after qualifying, I quit didn't think I'd quit forever. I thought I'd come back to it, of course, but I quit. And my next career was a professional entertainer and singer and guitarist for pubs and parties and even a national gong show. So that was career number two. Fortunately, it was short because I really couldn't sing. Um, <laughs> and then I went into coaching and I've never stopped coaching. Uh, then speaking was a natural outcome of coaching, writing a book. Is, is is kind of similar to so I became an author and then this this career as an actor is is another iteration and yeah in, in two years I might say okay did it 
went went to Hollywood, did a did a couple of films, had a really good time. I am loving it, and maybe I'll move on to something completely new. I don't know, but yes, it's unusual to be a consulting actuary who's who then moves into coaching uh, and speaking, and then moves into into acting. Well, I, I I think it's awesome. So I'm super excited to to track your progress there, and 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 just just to see what you decide to focus your energies on. So tell me a little bit about the book. What was what was the motivation? What what are you hoping that that that, that people are going to get out of it when they pick it up? Yeah, well, there was the what seemed like the uh, the trigger that that had me write the book, and then there's the the deeper background to my life that made it something I actually care about. I guess I'll go in reverse order. I I just, as a kid, no one said to me, what are you feeling? How are you feeling? What's happening in your body right now? Oh, you're angry? Say more about that. What's it like for you to be angry right now? That wasn't a thing in, in, in Australia or really most of the world. And so I grew up not being aware of what's going on inside me. Now, the benefit is I got to be very left-brained and solution focused and you, you give me business numbers systems and money okay i got that hands down but when i went to landmark education and i started discovering that there were feelings involved and tried to develop my emotional intelligence my authenticity my vulnerability that's a whole different ball game and the more i discovered about it the better my life got and it didn't hurt my business either business got better. So I got so passionate about sitting with teachers and gurus and finding out what this was all about. And then one day I'm co-leading a communication program and a woman comes into class and she's like, you've just got to name the thing. And we all looked at her and said, oh, say more. So you've got to name the thing. Whatever the thing is, you've just got to name the thing. And it took about five minutes to get it out of it. But what she was saying was, in any relationship or any conversation interaction, there's often something that's going unspoken. It might be a feeling you have. It might be a thought you have. It might be a desire you have. Maybe you want to date the woman you're talking to. Maybe um, you're tired and you want to get out of the meeting early so you can go and rest. There's so much that goes unsaid, and this disconnects us. And if you name the thing, that gives the other person a chance to know you. And yes, sometimes it might be awkward, Sometimes it might be miraculous, but whenever you name it, you can come into connection. So my first title was going to be Name That Thing. And then I thought, what do we have in society that is closest to this concept? The elephant in the room. You see it. I see it. No one's saying anything. That's an elephant in the room. Yes, we should address the elephant room. Let's start there. But many creatures in the room are much more subtle. Maybe you don't see it. If I'm five, if three minutes late to this podcast, maybe I'm wondering, is George offended? Is he annoyed at me? Does he, does he feel disrespected? I'm embarrassed. These are all mice. And so for a year or two, the book was going to be called Name That Mouse. And then someone said, I think that the title is Mouse in the Room because that's closest to elephant in the room and people don't know there's a mouse. So mouse in the room because the elephant isn't alone. The metaphor blows me away. I just love it. I want to change our 
language. I want kids going up to their parents saying, mommy, can I name a mouse with you? Hmm. I want people walking into a boardroom saying, I just want to name a mouse before I get started here. I want that to be a thing that, that we do and people go, oh, yeah, you just want to name it. And then we'll see, see what happens from there. And if you name your mice with me, George, if you're willing to take a risk and go first and be the hero, then you're modeling for me that maybe I could be a little vulnerable and I could share something, or you might bring up something for me. I might have some compassion and then I name that. And then that might have you feel cared for. And then we're ping-ponging back and forth in reality instead of me hiding most of me from myself even and from you and you hiding most of you. Let's have a world where mice get discovered and artfully named. Oh, I love it. I think that that's fantastic. Is 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 there a term? It's like a mental model. It's it because naming the mouse is is a tool, right? That that, that you're giving. I, I I just don't know if there's an actual term for it. Oh well, you can call it mouse naming. Okay. And <laughs> and and there's a there's a process. Yeah, I want to start a mouse naming revolution. Let's let's be heroes and go first in speaking the truth. Um, and in the book, I outline a, a process for doing it because that's one of the reasons that we're not doing it. One reason is we don't know what our mice are. We just might know, I don't like that person or I didn't know how that, how that felt. I, I didn't like how that felt. I'll give you an example that's hot, fresh off the press. Um, just, just these last few days, I got to be with some, some of my heroes, some, some thought leaders, authors, speakers, celebrities, and um, I so there was a sign-up sheet for dinner, and I saw a chance to to sit next to one of my heroes. So I signed up, and in the back of my mind was like, "This has got to be a mistake. There can't be an empty slot. You know that that's just that's not going to happen. I need to be here another five or ten years before I'm just naturally having dinner with this person." And I didn't say anything. So there's there's a mistake right there. Now, what I could have done is gone up to uh, that person or their spouse and said, I noticed there was an empty slot next to you. I'd love to have dinner. Or if it's a mistake, just tell me now so I can make other plans. Could have done that. Didn't do it. I thought, let's see. Let's see. I'm probably going to get bumped for someone else, but but I'll give it a shot. Yeah. In hindsight, not a good thing. And then when we, when I got to dinner, you know, the couple went off with some other people and I had a chance to slink away quietly or to go and speak up. Now, I'm proud of myself that I, I, I named a mouse. I, I went up and I said, I'm a bit confused about the reservations. It looked like I signed up to have dinner with you. But if you're already booked and there's no room, that's okay. Just let me know. And they ended up saying, well, we could, we could, we could squeeze in an extra chair. But then here's, here's where I, I went quiet and I wish I hadn't. I wish I could go back and have a hero moment. During that dinner, I really felt like, like a third wheel because it was three couples and then me at the end of the table and I didn't really feel included in the conversation. And I, I really wish I had the courage to say, you know what, I kind of feel like I squeezed myself in here and, and you guys are having a great time. You got a couple stories and whatever. I just why don't I let you guys have dinner and just enjoy your dinner and we can connect tomorrow or another time and I'll go and grab another table. I just wish I could have brought up the conversation. Yeah, sure. It might've been awkward for me. It might've been awkward for them, 
but at least we get to talk about it. And I might have found out, no, actually, we're glad you're here. You are welcome. Or, yeah, we did really want to catch up. That's amazing that you would, you know, suggest that. I didn't do it. And then why didn't I do it? I didn't really have, even with all of my training, there was so much going on. I didn't have what it took at the time to say it. And I want to say to anyone listening, that's totally fine. You don't have to have it in the moment. During that meeting, when you feel shut down by your boss, you don't have to have it. You can go back later, download the form. It's called the 3D process. It's a free form on my website. You download the form, fill it in. And here, here are the three Ds. This will help you. I, I could have even gone to the bathroom and filled in a form in five minutes. The first D is for discover. What are your mice? In my example, I really wanted to have dinner with this person and to get to know them better. Uh, I felt like I'd squeeze myself in and I wondered if maybe it was awkward and it just wasn't meant to be and and I should leave. Those those are my, my mice. Uh, and yeah, I might have felt awkward and I might have felt disappointed in it, but I'd rather have that conversation than sit all the way through dinner wondering. The next D is for decide. So once you've discovered your mice and you know what's going on for you, which is gold, next D is decide, is this a mouse worth naming? And there are some questions in the book and on the form that will help you decide. Maybe, maybe there's not a lot of upside. You write down the upside. If I, if I name this, I can come into connection. I might get something off my chest. I might get that promotion I want. Like write down the upside and then write down the downside might be really awkward. The other person might get defensive. Now you can actually weigh the scales and say, is it worth it? Am I willing to risk these neg negative consequences for the good stuff? You, you, might, you might be considering a confession mouse that you cheated on your partner. Or I went and confessed to someone once that I broke the law and uh, I could have been prosecuted for jail. You might decide, you, you know, for 20 years, I decided I was not willing to go to jail to apologize. Took 20 years. And then I said, you know what? I'm actually willing, if that's what's required for me to say I was the one and I'm sorry, I want to check for impact and I want to make it right. I'm actually willing. You may not decide that. That's fine. If you do decide that you're a yes, then you can move to step three, which is disarm. You want to disarm the other person. You don't you don't want to lead with, hey, I'm pissed. We need to talk. Colleague of mine sent me a text like that. It was funny. Like they, I'm like, you know, my, my reaction was, no, you need to talk. I don't need to talk to you. <laughs> right? So you disarm the other person, which might, and there are some tips on the worksheet. It might be letting them know the upside that you're interested in. I'd like to name, name something with you that's been on my mind. Uh, because I think it might have us feel more connected and work better together as a team, for example. Or I just, it's been weighing on me and I want to clear the air and have some peace around it. Um, would you be open to a couple of minutes? Is now a good time? And by doing that, you're getting consent. The person says, yes, I'm willing to hear what you've got. They're in a much better frame of mind than if you just start talking about stuff. You come to me with something awkward. I'm probably not going to assume, even with all of my training, that you want the best for me. That's not where I go. I go, I'm in trouble. 
So let's start with his why. And is do you have a few minutes now? Would it be okay to talk about it? I've got a friend, really good friend. And it occurred to me that I could contribute to her life by saying something quite edgy. This is a friend who I think is stuck in her patterns and is not moving forward and has been years and won't get a coach. And I thought, if I named that, it might be awkward and she might hate hearing it, but it could be a real contribution. So did I, did I just launch into that? No, fortunately, I had, I don't know, I'm not always intelligent, but I, I reached out and I said, I think I have something that could be a contribution to you and it might be really hard to hear. Tell me to shut up and I'll leave it for a while. I'll probably come back to it in a few months, um, but I'll leave it for a while. If you want to hear it, I'll let you know what it is. I think it might actually make a real difference for you. Response back, I don't want to hear it, hmm. which blows my mind. Because I don't have many friends who would say that, but this is one friend. So I honored that, going to leave it. What I got is she is clearly committed to the path that she's on. Even if the path is a circular one, that's her commitment. Who am I to say that she should be doing anything else? But I checked in, got a no. Sometimes you'll get a no, and then at least you got it. So those are the three Ds, if you think you might have a mouse on your hands, deci uh, discover, decide, disarm. And it's a, I'm sure we'll give you the link at the end where you can get that as a free download. Print off 20 of them. You got something with your kid, with your partner, with your friends, with a customer, with your boss, with a staff member, a colleague. Fill in the sheet. Things are going to go. I can't say that definitively. Things are very likely to go so much better for you if you go in with some clarity versus just, I don't like what's happening, which is still a leg up on not saying anything, but you can do so much better. No, I think that that is super powerful. And I have to imagine that the more times you go through the exercise, you're strengthening that muscle and becoming more confident and you might be listening and say there's just zero percent chance that i could ever have a hard conversation like that but when you go through those three d's a couple of times like you know what i think i can do that yeah that's well said the more you do it the more you can start doing it on the fly with practice i've been practicing this for 20 since 1997 i've been practicing this um, I didn't have the 3D model and I didn't have the worksheet, so it was easier to go through it with a coach. And even still, if it's a big one, if you've got some conflict resolution at, at work, if the stakes are high, if you've got a, a really tough conversation, you, you might want to work through it. You can still have the worksheet, but work through it to get clear with someone else. I often role play it with my clients. If it's a tough one, I say, look, I'll be you. You be the person you're worried about talking to, and I'll show you how someone else might do it. And it's often incredibly illuminating to see, oh, I never thought I could, I could do it with that much compassion, or I could do that with, with some humor, or I could, you know, who knows? But, but yeah. Super powerful framework. I think that that was the term that I was searching for, for a little bit earlier. So oh, the more, you. I mean, I think, I, for me personally, I see so much value in this because I just being able to follow that step by step and to work through something. Um, I think that that's super helpful. So thank you. 
Well, David, Man. the people are ready for that difference-making tip, even though you've already given us uh, some really, really powerful ones. What do you have for them? Yeah. Well, I want to give two. I want to give, have the courage to go first in telling the truth because we need heroes to lead the way. And the second one, this is one I got on the weekend. What I got is I'm, I'm tired of grasping. Doesn't mean I'm going to stop doing it, but I'm tired of grasping. I'm trying to get into the cool kids table. I'm trying to, tired of trying to get the attention of someone who doesn't want my attention. And Byron Katie said it to me once. She said, if you stand still, the whole world comes to you. So I'm not saying shut down your business and don't go for it and don't ask a hundred people to work with you. I'm not saying that, but the tip for myself, which I'm sharing with, with you all is to balance that with the yin energy. So, you know, might have the yang, which is getting out there, the masculine balance it with the yin or the feminine, which is what wants to happen right now. More stillness, more spaciousness. I was going to get back and reach out to every single person at the event that I just went to and invite them to be on my podcast as a way to build relationships. And then, thank God, the thought followed that that said, I don't really want to do that. (laughs) I don't really want to do that. And then I wrote down three names. Oh, wow. George, this is a cool story. I wrote down three names of people that I would like to connect more with and know more about and would be interested to interview my podcast. And I thought, maybe I'll reach out to them. I don't know. One of those three sent me a message an hour ago. Isn't that cool? An hour ago and said, love your book title. This is a person I've been around for 10 years, never given me the time of day. And then just slowing down and I named some mice on the event in a small group with her. And she said, thanks for showing up as the real you authentically. I look forward to getting to know the real you more. And actually this is, I think we we got time, right? 30, I can share this. The thing that I shared in that group, which was an edgy mouse for me to name. I've been grasping. I've been trying to fit in. I've been trying to sit at the cool kids table. It's, it's draining and I'm tired of doing that. That led to an opening. It's counterintuitive, but that led to an opening. So if you're grasping and you're trying to prove and trying to get appreciation approval, it's still okay to ask and to go for it, but see if you can balance that. That's my my tip to myself. Well, I think that that is great stuff. That definitely gets a con. David, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage? Where can they get a copy of Mouse in the Room? Because the elephant isn't alone. And where can they find the download of the 3Ds worksheet? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so three things. You can get that uh, the 3D process worksheet. It's a free download at mouseintheroom.com. Look in the top left. There it is, 3D process, um, also known as mouse naming in 3D. And that's a free download. Uh, if you want the book, it's available on Amazon or go to mouseintheroom.com. There's a bonus there that you can get when you buy the book. It's on Kindle. It's on uh, physical copy. It's an easy read. It's about 100 pages. I made it deliberately easy to consume and apply straight away. And then if you've got some conflict resolution for your team or um, there's an issue that you've got where the stakes matter to you, 
uh, reach out for coaching at mouseintheroom.com. There's a link in the menu for coaching. You can request a free session with me. I don't charge for those initial sessions because it's how I find the right people to work with. And, uh, and whether or not we work together, it's worth filling in the form because I'll ask you some probing questions about your life and what's going on and your goals. And you'll get a lot out of that, whether or not you decide you want to actually even go to my calendar and book a session. So those are three offers all at the same link, mouseintheroom.com. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show David your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to mouseintheroom.com. And in the top left corner, find that 3D process worksheet and download it. Uh, if you, which I'm sure that you have been as, as, as well as I've been uh, intrigued, have a conversation with David. Um, pick up some of that coaching and then pick up a copy of mouse in the room because the elephant isn't alone. It is a easily consumable read with a ton of value. You can find that on Amazon or on David's website. Thanks again, David. Oh, my pleasure. And I want to say too, if you have enjoyed George's podcast, one way you can appreciate a podcast host is just go and leave a review. You get to give it five stars and write something that you got out of this episode or another one. Uh, it always feels good as a podcast host. Amen. Well, thank you again, David. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.